Shaka. A lot of people don't know, but Shaka is Hebrew and Song of Solomon 5-1 for have a drink. Get yourself a drink. I thought they were barbecuing. Cause I smelled smoke. And I went to go grab me a cold pop. Hallelujah. So go grab yourselves a, go, a cold pop of Jesus. And go ahead and pop out of your body. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sister of ours calls it popped out love. How many of y'all know you're coming out of the cave of your flesh? In the boldness of Elijah. In the spirit and the power of Elijah. Amen? That's what energizes your eternal spirit. To pop out of the facade of living in the flesh, submitted to the flesh. Look at I'm a Christian. You know what a Christian is a life-given spirit. Christ is the only Christian. What you're doing is some magic art stuff. We don't even know what you're doing. We're looking for Jesus, man. <laughs> I'm looking for the wine sign. Where's the new wine? Where's his blood? Where's his love? The wine sign or the new wine is his love, his blood. People are doing all kinds of strange stuff in the flesh and calling it Christianity. None of it is. Literally, zero percent. Christ is the only Christian, and the measure you're yielded to him is the measure you're practicing the presence of God, which is actual prayer. Everyone's doing some stuff. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And God bless them, you know. God bless them. Because we want everyone to come out of the cave in the spirit and the power of Elijah. Because when you come out of the cave of your flesh and you have that popped out glory, that popped out love, no one can misunderstand that anymore. No one can say, oh, yeah, it's just your opinion. Oh, well, that's your interpretation. That's your form of Christianity. What makes you right? No one asks the popped out love person those questions. They're saying, Oh my God, I'm burning. I can feel the chaff burning. The wood, hay, and stubble's burning. I'm a living sacrifice being around you. I feel like I'm getting barbecued. I can smell smoke of the burning of my sins. And you can. You can smell it to the high heavens. The burning of the sins of Babylon. I can smell it. I'm around open graves all the time. What's an open grave? A Pharisee. Someone who practices carnal Christianity. It's only externally Christian, but inward transformation they know not of. The river of life, the power and the spirit of Elijah, being a new covenant, born-again Christian that has rivers coming out of their belly. Ah, eh, not even a drop. Just an open grave. I like what the King James Version calls it. An open sepulcher. Oh, doesn't get more death metal than that. Than being a Pharisee. A religious hypocrite. An open sepulcher. Ah, you know? And I think a lot of you at the sound of my voice have almost maxed out the grave to the point where if you mess around in the grave any longer, you'll physically die. 
Some of these people at the sound of my voice have resisted the spirit, quenched the spirit, to the point of being dead. Like, literally, they're dead, 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 four days dead, Lazarus dead, Abraham's bosom dead, down in Sheol dead, and the Lord Jesus is looking for his friends, and they're like, oh, what are you doing down in the place of the dead, in the realm of the dead, in the graveyard? Ezekiel 37, dry bones, what are you doing? So we prophesied to the four living creatures of the eternal gospel flying midair to bring fresh anointing into your spirit. Amen? To come out of the cave in the spirit and the power of Elijah called the river of glory. Out of your belly flows the spirit and the power of Elijah called the river of glory. We don't care what it looks like. I mean, this thing is messy. It's called childbirth in the scriptures. They just opened a new restaurant where the Red Dragon used to be. You can't make this stuff up. In South Minneapolis, Uptown Minneapolis, where the Red Dragon was, now, guess what it's called? Travail. Travail. Which means the birthing of the sun. Where the Red Dragon was, now is Travail. Oh my God. I walked by, I almost got in a car accident because I was staring at it, and I'm like, God, you don't prophesy that accurately, and I'm still coming out of some Jezebelic sauce too. I'm like, really? What's going on in Minneapolis where the red dragon becomes travail? Wow. You know what red dragon is? When, when Jesus Christ was tempted by Satan 40 days in the wilderness, he was tempted in the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The lust of the eyes, the beast, lust of the flesh, false prophet, pride of life is the red dragon. He was tempted in the beast, in the false prophet, in the red dragon. Amen? Simple as that. So every time you're tempted, you're tempted in only the area of the beast, lust of the eyes, false prophet, lust of the flesh, or pride of life, which is the red dragon. The wisdom of the world, or the wisdom of the flesh, or Gamaliel, religious education of the brain realm, is the red dragon. And by travail, which is the birthing of the Son of God out of your belly, flowing the spirit and the power of Elijah, you actually remove the red dragon from regions. I mean, that unlocks the mystery of the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ entirely. And let every other interpretation be my interpretation, because I'm right and you're wrong. Deal with it. <laughs> the pride of life is the red dragon. And it's not like, oh, well, you're aware of the highway. No, it's, it's liquid. It's, the spirit of prophecy is an ocean. Levels and layers and degrees. Your all in or nothing stuff is actually Satan. That's what Gamaliel is. Gamaliel is doctrines and theologies of the brain. That's as evil as it gets. That's what makes you murder the prophets. That's the false prophet. Gamaliel is the false prophet, the educa education system of Christianity in the brain. That's what's wrong with everybody. That's why they're so full of opinions, but no power. Where's the spirit and power of Elijah? It doesn't exist because you have an opinion about absolutely everything in the Bible, but you're not walking in any of the power. You're not flying in a chariot of fire. You have no angel signs and wonders. You don't have an open heavens, and it's just opinions, opinions, opinions. We need power, power, power. 
Amen? And you only get power when you give up your opinions, when you give up your red dragon, when you give up your pride of life, of being right in the flesh instead of His righteousness as a river coming out of your belly, rivers and springs. If you can't give up your need to be right, well, then you'll serve the red dragon your whole life. You're serving Satan. Jesus Christ was tempted by Satan 40 days. Do you think you're better than Jesus Christ? Do you think you're not constantly tested in the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life, and you're just kind of burying it? Well, no. Until you overcome the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, you haven't overcome anything. You're not deceiving anyone in heaven. You're not deceiving any overcomer. You know, anyone that has any kind of victory in any area of their life can see where you're falling short. And if they're any kind of leader at all, they're not going to put you down. They're going to try to encourage you and build you up so you can overcome. Nobody wants you to fail. Everybody wants your success. The intensity of what it takes to overcome the world is God the Father Himself. Infants in Christ that are full of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, full of the beast and full of the false prophet and full of the red dragon, they don't have enough healing to even receive the Father's thunder. When the Father spoke, they said it thundered. James and John are called the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder. And who can listen to this word? You know, they, the Israelites of old are like, remove us from the presence of God because if we hear God speak, we're going to die. No, when you hear God speak, you're going to live. Problem is, is you're full of beasts, you're full of false prophet, you're full of red dragon, you're full of lust of the eyes, you're full of lust of the flesh, you're full of the pride of life. So when the Father speaks out of Eden and out of Zion and out of His throne, it's so powerful to the realm of darkness and death in the cave you're dwelling in, in the facade of the flesh and the carnal Christianity you walk in, it feels like you're dying, but feeling like you're dying is actually just dying with Christ and beginning to live in His resurrection power. I've been doing this thing 20 years, and I'm still not comfortable around the Father. I'm still not! Every day it feels like I'm being torn out of my flesh. Every day it feels like I'm being torn out of my body. Every single day is uncomfortable. I mean, it's called growth pains, birth pains, dilated, stretched out, birthing the Son of God in power. If you're comfortable, you're Laodicean, lukewarm. And what is the solution to the Laodicean, lukewarm American church? Feasting! Jesus said, feasting, feasting, feasting. Oh, let the prodigals come home and feast. Let them feast on the fattened calf. Let them feast on the slaughtered goat of their own pride, the slaughtered goat of the red dragon, the slaughtered goat of the pride of life, the slaughtered goat of worldly Christianity. Amen. And then you'll overcome. And then you'll have peace like a river. Then you'll walk in the anointing. Then you'll demonstrate the power of Elijah. And it won't be hard. It'll be easy. It'll be light because it'll be the Father in you performing the signs and wonders. All you got to do is pray and fast. Amen? All you got to do is sacrifice self. Some of these things only come out with prayer and fasting. What things was he talking about? Realms of the beast? realms of the false prophet, carnal-minded false prophet Christianity, where it's just prophesying about me, 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 me. And instead it's like, well, how about His will be done on earth? Does I mean, do you want the Father's kingdom? Or are you building a kingdom for yourself and your family? 
I mean, that's the best question you've ever been asked. I deal with Christians that the only thing they care about is building a kingdom for themselves. And if it becomes about another father that's not them, they'll manifest and murder you. Whose house are you serving? Your house or God's house? You know why Moses was great? Because he completely sacrificed his house. Miriam called him a murderer. His own wife called him a murderer. You're a bloody man. You're a bloody man, Moses. Come on, somebody. Are you willing to sacrifice your house to be a real Christian today for the first time? To make it about the Father's house and not be a selfish, spoiled, Laodicean brat in Babylon? That's a real question. Amen. I pray some people rise and heed the call of becoming real disciples of the Father's house and stop caring about their own life. You can't serve Christ and care about your life. You can't serve Christ and have fear of death on you. You cannot serve Christ and have fear of man and fear of self-protection, self-promotion, a Christianity that's about me instead of a Christianity that's about thee. Amen. It's the truth anyhow. And we're intensely in love with you and at the joy of the Lord's our strength in preaching the spirit and the power of Elijah. This ain't religion, so people are confused right now. I don't know what's going on. How can you laugh about these subjects? And it's like the joy of the Lord's our strength and the realms of glory. It's like, yeah, you can tell the truth, be a son of thunder, a son of Zebedee, James and John, you know, John leaning on the Lord Jesus' heart and then thunder and have it be so serious and so joyful. That's the line of Judah. It's, it's life and death. Every word I'm saying to you right now is the spirit and the power of Elijah and it's life and death, whether you receive it or reject it, is your destruction or your resurrection. Every word at the sound of my voice. And then you can laugh about it because it's true. And in the Father's truth, there is freedom. You will know the truth. It's a living truth. And then you get free legally from the beast, lust of the eyes, from the false prophet, lust of the flesh, and from the pride of life, the red dragon. By how? Travailing, birthing, making it about the Lord Jesus. Out of my belly flowing rivers of the Lord Jesus, spirit and power of Elijah come forth out of our bellies and loose us from ourselves. People like, oh, save me from all this stuff out here. He's not saving you from the stuff out here. He's saving you from the stuff in your own wicked hearts. <laughs> and it's like, I don't have a wicked heart. The only person who doesn't have a wicked heart is Jesus. I can sit up here and just tell you that from experience. My heart's so wicked. It took me, what is it, eight years of every day getting as drunk as I can on the wine and oil of the Garden of Eden to be so purified that I can see God in the river of God and the seven spirits of God burning out of my loins like a man of fire on the mountain. And if I took seven years to get purified, I mean, how many years is it going to take you? What else are you going to do? Go out in the world and feel bad for yourself because your heart is so wicked? My God, you found the cup of salvation. Paul, after he found the cup of salvation, took 14 plus three years in Arabia. I don't have time for that. What do you have time for, Satan? Go out there into the world and serve the false prophet? Go out there in the world, serve the beast? The lust of your eyes, the lust of the flesh? Go out there and serve worldly wisdom? What are you going to do? Serve your own little house? Build a little sand, sand castle for your own little family? 
and live in strong delusion of the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great? What else are you going to do here? This is a long-term commitment that you may stay attached to the vine and bear fruit that lasts and lasts and lasts because there's nothing else going on here. God the Father's got eternity. If you're impatient, you'll go out there and get into some sin 100% of the time. Be like, oh, well, I tried God. Well, what are you trying now? Satan. God didn't do it the way you wanted to do, and you're a spoiled brat, so you go do it your way, and you get killed by demons. As we've seen hundreds of thousands of times. I wasn't willing to travail. I wasn't willing to get stretched out. I wasn't willing to birth what the Father wanted to do because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Every single time, that's the problem with these people. They make it about themselves instead of being a slave and a servant of the Father. Paul says, I'm a bond servant in chains to the anointing. I got nothing else. I mean, I don't have an agenda. I don't have a day planner. I don't have a game plan. It's the anointing or death. I mean, that's called normal, basic discipleship 101 as servant of the Father's house. Do Christians even have a basic foundation of being a disciple in the USA? Hardly any. You find one in a million. Most of these people, it's like, give me a prophecy that's about me and that's convenient, and I'll reject any other word that makes it about the Father's house. Not the Father's will be done. You give me a prophetic word for my will. What I want. How I want my house to look. How I want my kids to look. How I want my family to look. What kind of job I want to work. God forbid the Father have His way, and we become real disciples. You know? I mean, you, they'll call you a murderer. They'll call you mean names. They will call you every name in the book when you start becoming disciples. Just getting a foundation of serving the Father's house. Just even when you begin laying the foundation in your spirit life. That you even consider being a disciple of the Father's house. They will mock you. They will lie about you. They will say, what you're doing is selfish. You're being selfish by sacrificing your own heart to serve the living Father. They, every hypocritical, name-calling, lying demon will come out of their hearts and accuse you of the same sins they're committing. Because anyone that doesn't sacrifice self is a hypocrite. Because only Christ is the Christian of Christianity. There is no other Christian that's ever walked the Christian life except Jesus Christ Himself through lives fully sacrificed on the altar of fire, burning for the Father, living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. And you can just smell the brain matter burning. And guess what? The only thing He's removing from you is the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. He's only removing the kingdom of hell from you. And anyone that resists clings to the kingdom of hell and then pretends to whitewash it externally. Oh, I, you know, I think, well, Brandon's a fanatic. You know, not everybody has that. No, you're just rejecting, sacrificing the red dragon, literally, because you want to hold on to control of your own life and you're not actually willing to sacrifice your soul to serve the Heavenly Father because you want to serve your own self, your own plans, and your own family. 
Well, you'll have those rewards for eternity. And because of your hardness of heart to this clarion call today, you have positioned yourself that far from the white throne judgment seat of Christ for eternity if you don't repent. When the prophetic word comes forth and you harden your heart, that's the only chance you ever get. You'll have to go back to that prophetic word that you disobeyed in the beginning and soften your heart and say, Yeah, I was scared. Everyone that's fallen away from Red Letter Ministries will have to come back if they want to continue growing in the kingdom of heaven. It's that simple. Because it's a true word of prophecy. And it doesn't come from a man. It comes from the Father Himself. And the Father Himself always uses the worst instruments. People like me. Literally the worst scum of society. He always does it to mess with your pride. He's always done it in the past. He'll always do it until there's no more sins left on earth to burn up with the Father's thoughts and the Father's ways. And it's a stumbling block to your lust. It's a stumbling block to your pride on purpose, intentional, with knowledge from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Until everyone is purified from all of their lust and all of their pride, all of the beast, all of the false prophet, and all of the red dragon, by the full manifestation of the sons of God, by the Spirit and the power of Elijah working in your own spiritual stomachs, birthing the Son of God in power in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory.